Hi there. Welcome to the first uh, welcoming back of the Jericho podcast. Once upon a time, Jericho did have a podcast, then that podcast went away, and now the podcast is back. Like a volcano, it had been dormant, but it's active now um, with hot new magma. Hot new magma. Hot Hot new magma. Hot new magma. Hot new magma. In fact, we're thinking of calling this podcast Hot, Hot new, new magma. magma. That'd be a good name. That I haven't. Be a good name. I haven't approved it yet. Um, Dang. Andrew, yeah. One flaw in our plan. Yeah. Uh, I'm Andrew Frankel. I'm John Henry Evans. I'm Dylan Feldman. And we are very happy to have you here. So happy. So happy. Uh, yes. Uh, today's going to be a good day. I think. Recording this podcast, I have a good feeling about this one, especially because we just got back from. Winter break and everyone's in a good, one's in a good mood. That's a weird assumption to make. Yeah, really? That everyone's in a good mood. It's a good point. Some people you might have had just, a terrible winter break. Do you just say how you doing and just assume people are gonna say good? I mean, most people will say good, but are they? Are they really good? I yeah. I mean, you should, you should take people at their word. This world would fall apart if we didn't just believe what other people said, guys. All right, then. From now on, when I, when I ask you how you're doing, I will take the question seriously. Yeah. It's how, how are you question. doing? I always no, really. do. I always take it very seriously. I take, when somebody says, Andrew, how are you doing? I stop and I take a couple seconds to really think about it, and I give them a real answer. You know, in certain cultures, they don't ask questions like that. What uh, cultures would those be? Uh, some Eastern Asian cultures. Uh, they don't. They don't ask how are you doing, and apparently it's a very off-putting thing to hear when you come to a new country because it sounds very personal yeah. at first. Gleaning. It's just like how are you? Do- well, well, that's a little personal. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Whoa! Who who we are you we to just know met. How I am. Jeez. Yeah. Sometimes I want to react like that when people are like, "How are you doing?" I'm like, "You don't really want to know." Do you, I mean, what? What, what is this? off-putting. I don't want to tell you. Well, we have some pretty exciting stuff going on here at the Jericho Podcast. Um, today, we're going to show, or not show, because you can't see this. You can't see over speakers. That's, that's one of the interesting things about podcasts. It's uh, one of the few remaining uh, media where you can not see, and that was not see, two separate words. Um, <laughs> that was good. That could have been that could have been a problem there. Yeah, some um, listeners would have would have written in. We uh, we have an, a new show that we're actually debuting today on the podcast. It is the titillating tales of Jericho Jones, and um, it's a murdery murdery mister. It's a murdery mister. It's a murdery mister. He's about a gentleman who's very murdery. Mr. Murdery. Mr. Murdery. Just kind of follow him around and everybody kind of stays away from him because he's got these weird murdery vibes, really. Yeah. Um, So, here goes episode one. Here goes episode (laughs) one. All right. Stay tuned. Stay in your seats. Don't go anywhere because here comes the titillating tales of Jericho Jones. Berkeley in the summertime, sweltering by anyone's standards. As I stood in my oak-paneled and brown-carpeted office, looking at my beetled brows in the mirror, and examining every curl of my black mop of hair, I wondered, what had brought me so low? What had brought me so low that I hadn't had one case brought to me in the last two years? But of course the question wasn't really a question at all, because I knew exactly what it was that had brought me this low. 
and her name remains with me even to this day. Two years ago, as I sat in my office, I wasn't expecting anything big. Certainly nothing that would change the course of my career. And yet, in she came, her blonde hair flowing behind her, her red dress practically making waves across my carpet. The young woman couldn't have been more than in her twenties. And yet, a man like me, man in his forties, well, a man like that can still dream, can't he? She was like an angel. And finally, that angel opened her mouth and came out with the sweetest music imaginable. Hi! Good God. I my, was, I my was... name's Davy Dusenson, and I know you weren't expecting and everything, but I got a problem. Oh, dear. A problem? That sounds serious. Oh, it is serious. I think someone's following me. Following you? Yes. It's very frightening. I'm sure it is. Though honestly, I can't say I'm surprised for someone like... Well, never mind. What were you going to say? I'm sure lots of people want to follow you, Daisy. Want to follow me? But in less creepy ways than the one you're describing right now. I don't understand. You don't need to. One day, darling. One day. Anyway, I don't want you to be scared. Don't worry. I'll tail you for the next week or so, and if anyone's following you, I'll find him. But then you'd also be following me. That's true. Just trust me. It's better kind of following. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Anytime, Daisy Dooselton. As she walked out of my office, I knew this case was going to be the greatest I'd ever had. How wrong I was. A week later, when we met back again, I had nothing to report. No sign, no shadow, no hint at all that she'd been being followed. And that was the news I had to break to her. You haven't found anything? No, Daisy, I haven't found anything at all. I swear I feel something. I, I know someone's lurking behind me all the time, and I look over my shoulder, and I know I don't see anything, but I can feel it. Well, in my business we only deal with hard evidence, and as scary as that feeling is, sometimes you just have to learn to deal with it if the cold, hard evidence isn't there. Jones, you've got to believe me. Somebody's really following me. I believe that you believe someone's following you, Daisy. What are you saying? That I don't believe someone's following you, Daisy. Oh. Sorry, but that's what a detective has to do. Well, thank you for your hard work, Mr. Jones. Hey, don't look so beat up, young gal. You can rest your head pretty tonight. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. She left my office that day with all the confidence I'd instilled in her. And I was sure that I would never see her again. How wrong I was. Extra, extra, local town sweetheart Daisy Dooselton found dead. Dead? It was like my veins were replaced with ice water. I couldn't believe it. Daisy Dooselton dead? What a devastating detective... thing. <laughs> detective dilemma. Dooselton dead? What a doozy! 
unbelievable. Well, I rushed right away to the crime scene to see if I could see her body. And I wasn't prepared for what I saw. See, as she lay on that floor, with needle marks in her arm, one word echoed over and over again in my mind. Dear God, I could still hear those words. Someone like her could never have taken a lethal overdose of opium. But that's what the police said it was. Her case was dismissed as an accident. Even though I knew she wasn't capable of doing something like that to herself. That case never sat right with me. Especially because the way we found her body, her finger was pointed towards the north side of town. Was it a last-minute death plea, or just a random coincidence? The world would never know, because the case went cold, and the public sat with an answer that I knew to be false. Suicide. The Jericho Podcast and the titillating tales of Jericho Jones are completely improvised. Be sure to check out Jericho Improv and Sketch Comedy on Facebook and to go to the free preview show on January 31st in 101 Moffat at 8pm. Now back to the show. Yes, indeed I'd had quite the hard-boiled past. But the past it was. And in the present... I found myself in an existential quandary, like I'd come across many a Sunday afternoon. I decided all I could do was review those case files again. Only trouble was, I'd lost my notepad. My invisible notepad. I decided to call in Colin to help me with the problem. Hey boss, you called? Yes, Colin, step right in here. Yeah, yeah, boss, what you need? Look, Colin, I'm feeling especially moody today, and I'd like to review the case files of Daisy Dooselton. Right. But I can't, fi- I can't find my notepad. Okay, well, uh, that's easy. What, uh, what does it look like? Well, it's uh, leather-bound. All right. Heavy. Nice. The pages are lined. Okay, quality notebook, it sounds like. Indeed. And on top of that, it's invisible. Oh. I mean, how do you take notes in it? How do you see the notes that you take? I mean, can you see the pencil marks on top of the invisible? Look, Colin, Am I looking all... for floating pencil marks? Colin, all of these are details you don't need to worry about. All we need to know is that the notepad is lost, and we need to find it. The invisible notepad. Well, okay, but I guess the only thing I can think to do is just kind of wave my hands around. I mean, how do you normally deal with this kind of situation? Normally, I don't lose my notepad, so I don't have to deal with this kind of situation. Well, I mean, I can imagine it's pretty tough to keep track of an invisible notepad. I mean, this just seems really impractical. I mean, how much did this cost? Well, I don't really remember. I kind of blacked out the night I bought that thing. But I'm sure glad I did buy it. Really? That's right. Many an important case has been written down in it. Well, if you say so, I guess I'll just start uh, the, 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 the searching, the sweeping. Hmm. Who could that be? 
Colin, get the door. You got it, boss. Jones, you look like shit. How are you? Thank you, Officer Stanley. I feel like shit. Oh, oh, I didn't, I didn't mean like. I'm sorry. Do you actually? That's terrible. Uh, have you seen an invisible notepad around that we're, we're trying to keep track of it or find that really it's... Colin, I don't have time for your shit. I, I'm sorry, officer. Have I seen an invisible notepad? Has anybody seen an invisible notepad? Well, apparently no. the detective has. He's no. been using it for years. Apparently it's a good Look, thing. Colin, I mean, Colin. In the, it's in the nature of the word. Invisible. Not able to be seen. He couldn't see it. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out, is how we keep track of these kind of things. Colin, why do I pay you to be my assistant if you can't even do something as simple as find my notepad? Well, anyway, I... we can discuss your payment options later. Right now, we have a very important client in here. All right, you're right, you're right. Officer Stanley, I apologize for the disturbance. Please continue. Jones, you haven't been on a case in years. And I, I hate to see you like this. You grow a shitty beard. I do grow a shitty beard. I... This beard is very shitty. I'm I'm sorry. I shouldn't be so cavalier, and, and you obviously don't get my sense of humor. That's that's fine. Look, but, I'm very serious about that. Part of the detective look is the beard. I want to be able to grow a beard, but it looks shittier. It just, it just makes me even feel shittier. It's the 1940s in an alternate universe. You don't need a beard to be a detective. Final shave. God. Don't know how I'm going to afford razors if I keep not getting cases, though. Well, that's the thing. There's a new drug on the street. I wanted you to check it out. New, we have a couple of leads. A new drug on the street? Yeah, some kind of opioid. Good lord. Normally I would have turned down a case like this, the mood I was in. But the fact that it had to deal with opioids, the thing that killed my sweet, sweet Daisy Dusselton meant this case was just too darn good to turn down. Officer Stanley, fill me in on the details. I want you to go down on the street, talk to a guy. His name is Carpus. That's his last name or the name he gave us. I don't know what it means, but talk to him. He's a scraggly-looking guy. What kind of name is Carpus? I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a real name. Colin, stop interrupting Officer Stanley or I swear I'm going to have to pay you less, as I've already threatened twice today. Once, what is it exactly that you do around here? Uh, you just mostly just keep the detective company. I mean, he's just kind of been sitting here for two years, not really doing much. I mean, we just kind of hang out, smoke, play Scrabble. I like Scrabble. Scrabble's fun. Keeps the mind sharp, you know? I love Scrabble. I, I play with my wife and, and our neighbors, the Wilkinses, the, on the weekends. We love Scrabble. What kind of name is that? The Wilkins? Is that Latin or something? I don't... Wilkins is an English name. Just ignore him, Officer Stanley. Colin just keeps asking you questions you don't need to know the answers to. I'm sorry. Colin, we're going to talk about this later. All right, you got a boss. You know what? Don't disregard the questions of the youth. They may be more important than you think. They may be more important than I think. I would have to remember that on this case. I was sure of it. My first move... Find this scraggly man named Carpus. <laughs> Officer Stanley told me I needed to talk to a man named Carpus. But he hadn't told me how I could find Carpus. Which means I had to figure out a way. 
Clubis. Clubis, you here? Hey, Clubis. Yeah? You talking to me? You Clubis? Yeah, yeah, who's asking? My name is Jericho Jones. Oh, Jones, huh? That's right. Okay, okay. Um, I'm here to talk to you about a new opioid out on the street. Whoa, I don't know nothing about no opioids, man. Whoa, wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they all say. Listen, Carpus, between you and me, we could stop a whole lot of trouble from getting started. I don't want to start any trouble, man. Yeah, whoa, wait. Come on. Trouble? I don't want any trouble. That's not my game. You don't want any trouble. Whoa. So let's just be honest with each other right now. Carpus, why are... People getting addicted to this new opioid drug. You a cop, man? I'm a private eye. No. I don't understand. What'd you say? You want to know what? I wasn't making it anywhere with this guy. Good God. I decided maybe I should review the case file again in my invisible notepad, which luckily I'd found on my desk right before heading out the door. I found it because I couldn't see anything on my desk. What are you looking at? I'm looking at my invisible notebook, Carpus. This guy is whack. Who are you talking to? What? No one. I ain't waited a wire. You are one whacked out little man, you know that? Anyway, it says here that the opioid moves through people's bloodstream faster than wildfire. Yeah, yeah. They call it Velociraptor. Velociraptor? Yeah, because you philosophize when you're on it. Really? Velociraptor. Never heard of a drug like that. What use could there possibly be for it? Oh, existential crises. Brilliant. Mm. You want to buy something? Do I want to buy Velociraptor? You want to buy some Velociraptor? <laughs> I thought you said you didn't know anything about any opioids. I don't know nothing about no opioids. Hmm? All right, Carpus. I don't want to buy any of your Velociraptor. Okay, all right. I just want to know who your supplier is. And believe me, I have the means to make it worth your while. Yo, Copper supplies his own. He supplies his own? Yeah. Does that mean that you make this stuff yourself? What? No, what? Well, then where does it come from, Carpus? It's a pretty simple question. I don't, I don't know. I, I, why? Why? You, why? All right. Perhaps we ought to try a new method of interrogation. Oh! Oh! Garpus, tell me what you know about Velociraptor. I uh, I get it from a warehouse. A warehouse? Yes. Where is this warehouse? Uh, it's down on Shattuck. Down on Shattuck. Thanks, Garpus. You've been very helpful. Ah! Just for this, I'll keep you out of jail. This time. Goodbye. Bye. Will Jericho Jones find what he needs in the warehouse? Will it lead him to the culprit? And above all, who killed Daisy Doozleton? Find out answers to these questions and so many more next time on the titillating tales of Jericho Jones. So uh, that was that was the first episode of the Jericho podcast and uh, the titillating tales of Jericho Jones. Jericho Jones. Guess where he got that name from, guys? It sounds pretty familiar. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Where'd you get it?
What? Where'd you get the name? Well, that's a secret you're going to have to tune in next time to find out. Oh, all right. Well, I'm all pretty right. interested in finding out what happens at this warehouse. Um, I certainly am. Yeah, Shaddock's a big street. I wonder if sure. they'll find it. Yeah. It's big. It's big. And you know what else I'm interested in, actually? That show that Jericho Improv and Sketch Comedy is putting on. Yeah. There's a free show, January 31st, uh, likely in 101 Moffat at 8 p.m. It's free. And that's a good enough reason to go for me. Wait, did you just say free? Uh, I said free twice. Wow. He must really mean free. It's completely free. Wow. Crazy. You might have to walk a little bit, but it wouldn't kill you, you fat ass. <laughs> I'm sorry, listener. Now they don't want to go. Thanks a lot. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. Jeez. It's been a rough few days for me. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. It's a very special episode of, of uh, the first, first uh, re broadcast of the Jericho podcast, I guess we're calling it. The resurrection of a powerful podcast. That's the one. Thank you so much for joining us for this resurrection this evening. Catch you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.